You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. But if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain our sanity while we do it. Okay, ladies. So today we're going to have a really interesting topic and we're going to be talking about health, but specifically autoimmune health, autoimmune disease and disorders. And we're going to have somebody who happens to have a wealth of knowledge um, on this topic, um, as well as some hands-on physical practice. Okay. So this is really, really going to be informative. And first, let me just go ahead and introduce her. Her name is Katina Morrison. How are you, Katina? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm so happy to be um, sharing this time with you today. Yes, thank you so much for being here. And guys, just a little bit of information on Katina. Katina is a registered nurse, and you kind of just made it your mission to, you know, inform yourself in this area. And you have a personal reason for that, which we're going to get into in just a minute. But this is information that we need to have because so many women nowadays are having autoimmune diseases and disorders and don't even realize certain conditions. All when you get to the nuts and bolts of the condition, it's an autoimmune thing, you know, it's an autoimmune disorder. So if you have been diagnosed with an autoimmune uh, disease or disorder or know someone who has, please, um, this is going to be a great episode. So let's go ahead and um, get right into it. So first, you actually have um, an autoimmune condition. And, um, you know, what can you tell us about you know, your autoimmune condition, because I know that um, it did, you kind of had to realize that you had an autoimmune condition. And most of us do have a journey. It's usually it's a long journey to figuring out what's actually going on. So how about you? How did you realize you had an autoimmune condition? And you did describe that correctly. It is a journey. I know for me, um, to be honest, my symptoms started when I was a child Um, In my teenage years, well, actually before then, even as a child around 11 or 12, um, I noticed that I was having pain um, often in my joints. Um, It would be, and oftentimes it would affect my knees, my elbows, my hands, my feet. Um, And I would go to the doctors, they would do the testing and they would inform me that, oh, you have a positive result, but you're too young to have this and it can't be accurate. This is a false positive. So all of those symptoms started then and they qualified them or stated that they were due to um, growing pains at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I got older, um, the symptoms would develop more consistently. Um, And one of the things that triggered it uh, the most where it became very consistent and I had to really uh, pay attention to it and the normal over the counter uh, Tylenol and ibuprofen wasn't effective was after my husband and I were in a serious car accident in Mm. 2012. Um, After that accident, it triggered um, a consistent flare of pain, of swelling, of fatigue. And to be honest with you, I had dealt with fatigue throughout my life too, but they always attributed to anemia. Um, But notice all of the symptoms I had, including anemia are consistent with autoimmune disease. And I would say, well, you know, genetically it runs in my family. So I should have be diagnosed with this condition or someone should be able to give me more answers. But after that car accident in 2012, those symptoms became consistent. And -hmm. from 2012 to 2014, I saw at least a dozen doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, And during that time, those doctors would tell me I had false positives. Um, One told me if you see swelling, you'll, if you think swelling, you'll see swelling. If you um, think pain, you'll feel pain. So he was basically telling me as a registered nurse that my pain was in my head. Um, And at that, that really discouraged me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I then went to um, my primary care physician because that consistent pain became constant for a six month period. It wasn't just spurts of flares, but constant for at least a six month period. And I was finally honest that this pain is now having me develop symptoms of depression. 
it's making um, it's making it very difficult to live. I don't you know, it's impossible. I felt for me to continue to live in such pain. Mm. She did a um, survey. Many of us know it as the PHQ-9 the um, or the patient health assessment where they where you say, you know, how 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 are your emotions and your feelings over a period of time? And I honestly answered it um from my heart. And at that time, I had to stop pushing back and just hiding what I was really feeling. Mm. And the doctor then told, um, I told her how I felt. And she said, well, Katina, based on these answers, I can see you're in pain. I can see you're swelling. I can't believe these doctors are treating you this way. She said, but if you um, just hold on, hang in there with me, I'm going to get you the treatment you need. And she ended up referring me to one of her um, close friends who was a rheumatologist. And he got me in, did the testing and, and did what I thought and felt I had all along. He diagnosed me with rheuma, um, rheumatoid arthritis. I had previously been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. um, and then, however, he um, informed, he was able to show that it was a very severe case of rheumatoid arthritis where they were going to have to do extensive treatment to bring that infl inflammation down mm -hmm. and, um, and also work with me on um, getting the right types of medications combined with some of the natural and holistic treatments that I had already been doing as a nurse, researching and finding ways to improve my health naturally as well. Mm -hmm. So- that's how that journey started from a young child, knowing that I had pain similar to my family members who genetic and knowing that genetically I would be inclined to the condition mm -hmm. to um, that car accident. And often, as they say, it's triggered by some type of trauma. And then it leads to um, you developing the, the symptoms more consistently. And that's what took place with me. Um, and that's how my journey developed over time. Um, and thankfully, um, I got the treatment that I needed eventually, but mm -hmm. it took me many years to get that treatment um, that we find with many women these days. Wow. wow that's an extensive um, journey that you went on. And I'm sorry that it took a lot to get to the bottom of it. And I feel like you said that that is usually the case. And just something that stands out to me with you is I love the fact that you are a registered nurse. I love the fact that you are very much interested in both fields, the natural approach to treating your condition, as well as the medical, you know, scientific, if you want to call it approach. And I really have found with my own personal health journey, that that has really been the best kind of thing to do, you know, because then you're getting it from all angles, you know, and mm -hmm. it just, it's just the most beneficial, I feel. But there's a couple things that you said, you know, in your personal journey that I definitely identify with. Um, you know, I have, I'm definitely in the autoimmune community and it was tricky for me too, because early on I was having symptoms and you go to these doctors and I honestly, and I never want to sound like I'm, I'm talking bad about the doctors because it does take them a while to form a picture of your health, to give you a, a complete diagnosis. You know, you mm -hmm. may move. And so now you go to a new doctor and they got to kind of dig, you know, uh, medically on you all over again or what have you, you know? So, but at the same time, it's like, come on, <laughs> you know, you, you want your, your feelings to be validated. We want to be heard. And I was also told a lot, hey, you're too young for this and that. And, you know, it, it's just a little and I've had it both ways where sometimes a doctor is like trying to treat me for something. And I'm like, I don't think I have this. And then, you know, you get it the other way, too, where you're like, I definitely got this. And they're like, nope, you're good. Don't need anything. So um, with the rheumatoid arthritis, that was definitely something that I, you know, on my own journey, I was, you know, I'll say loosely diagnosed with that at one point. Um, and then I went to like a very um, seasoned rheumatologist and, and had some extensive testing done. Um, even went to Children's Hospital at one point. And the conclusive answer was no. You know, I had some of the markers. I had some inflammation, but it wasn't fully there. But I definitely had the symptoms and some of my my results were off. So I think it was just the beginning of, like you said, the other issue, you know, or something else. So uh, it's just, 
it's really a mixed bag. It is hard to keep it all straight, but I'm so happy that I'm able to talk to professionals like you. You know, you are a registered nurse and you've done a lot of research on this and you're willing to share your own story. And I feel like with my health journey, me talking with other women and mm-hmm. talking with the professionals, it helps you to put the whole picture together. You're like, wait a minute. Okay. She said this and she got them symptoms. She got this symptom. Okay. They both have this. Maybe this is what, you know, and so you kind of can help the doctors along. I feel like it's a two-way thing that has to happen. You have to get in tune with yourself and they've got to listen to you and pull mm-hmm. the right tests, you know? So it's just really, oh, it's a lot, but um, so let's get into this one then. What do you feel biologically and mentally contributed to the development of your autoimmune condition? You know, um, in doing research and examining, you know, my own life, I realized that a lot of um, what happened to me had to do with genetics, of course, as I mentioned, my mother has um, autoimmune diseases. Um, as well as my sister, my mother has rheumatoid arthritis and, um, along with fibromyalgia, even though it hasn't been, isn't considered an autoimmune disease, it's very closely related. Mm. Um, but the, as well as my sister with lupus, I have aunts who Mm. have myasthenia gravis. I have aunts who have um, multiple and relatives that have multiple sclerosis. So every stream of autoimmune disease you can imagine runs in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I knew for me, it had a very high genetic component. And even when I look at other relatives in my family, younger ones, like my, for instance, like my niece who have very similar symptoms, but they're going through the same challenges of that diagnosis. But thankfully I'm able to work, help them work through it um, and get the help they need. But yes, definitely a strong component is genetics. Another thing um, that I think, especially as Black women, it can also be, um, and and in general, women in general, how we're exposed to a variety of um, chemicals um, that are bad for us over an extended period of time. It could be, like I said, the environmental triggers, the genetic components, also how we deal with things mentally and emotionally. I was always a person who um, very much, much so suppressed my emotions and my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the strong daughter, the strong sister, the one who was there to support my friends and family. But oftentimes I would neglect my own emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. And at times when we're raised in situations where we don't feel comfortable even crying. So imagine, you know, all those years in your life, um, living and suppressing everything and putting the emotions and the feelings of others in advance of your own for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, It does so much damage to us internally. It's very important to um, learn how to um, be able to to live in a way where you feel comfortable expressing yourself because eventually as it, as, um, there's a term that is often used about a book that the body keeps the score. Eventually, um, that does damage to you. Also, if um, related to childhood traumas, um, that mm-hmm. I feel also played a, a role in things. So I had um, a vast number of things, including while I always tended to, tended to maintain a good um, level of a uh, healthy nutrition to the stent because I also had irritable bowel disease. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I needed to improve in that way, that area, eating foods that were very consistent with making sure that I could control inflammation rather than to increase it. So uh, knocking out those, um, uh, fast food never agreed with my stomach, so I couldn't do it. But mm-hmm. there were areas that I had to improve on. And I'm from the South. I don't know if you hear it. <laughs> I so, am too. I got you. I understand. Yeah, Trump. In the South, you know, the collard greens and um, right. collard greens is good, but it's the neck bones that might not be so bad. So the good. layer of grease that you put in, you know, that or makes the it the killer. You know, it's just like, let's yeah. just stir fry them collards instead, guys. A stir fry, steam them. Exactly. That's Collard green wrap. <laughs> mm-hmm. So those are the things. 
things, you know, genetic components, environmental components, the exposure to different things that um, that chemicals, toxic chemicals that could have affected me, um, suppression of my emotions and my feelings, childhood traumas, and then add in that car accident in 2012. And it was like my body says, that's it we're about to have an inflammation overload and you're going to have to do something to control this and change your life or you might you might not be able to live and i was very um and that's that those are the influences that i think really impacted me personally and impacts a lot of women it's never just one thing it's oftentimes a combination of things and then your body finally says um, it's done. It's done. The inflammation response comes becomes so high that you have to address it mm-hmm. or you could actually end up losing your life. Yes, you are absolutely right. And I want to kind of just draw a little bit of a, a picture here for the listeners um, and those who are watching on YouTube. Kind of my, my goal with this particular episode is to really let us both kind of share our personal experiences in this area. And then of course, with Katina showing us, you know, uh, more of the professional side being that she's a registered nurse, because I think it's important for us to hear, you know, if you're listening to this episode, this is probably an issue that you're having to hear as many experiences, personal experiences. Mm -hmm. So you can start to connect those dots for yourself and say, "Mm, she changed this or that, or the stress was making it come out for her, or this was making it, what can I do? So um, two things that I connect with in your story, um, Katina, that are similar to mine is definitely the childhood trauma. And with me, guys, I, I, I don't have rheumatoid arthritis. I had some of those markers. At one point, I was having some of the markers for lupus as well. But again, never, you know, after being, you know, vetted by a couple rheumatologists and things didn't have that. But I do have Hajimoto's. And, you know, that is an amb- um, It all boils down to inflammation. And that for me was an aha moment when I really understood what inflammation was and what caused it. I was able to make some massive lifestyle changes. Um, And let me backtrack again. And I want you to kind of interject here if you can. Let's talk about inflammation for a little bit. So inflammation, when we say inflammation, we're talking about your joint and muscle tissue responses to whatever is going on in your body, either something that's been introduced um, or an emotional response, which causes your actual tissue and joints and things to swell, your um, intestines, all of these things. It's inflammation, just like, you know, if you were to get punched in the eye or something, it swells up, but this is happening internally. Why? You know, why are we swelling? What's swelling? So can you give us more of a nurse's, you know, more medical definition of inflammation for the listeners? Yes. You know, inflammation is, is actually normal in the body mm-hmm. um, in the sense that it's your body's response to get rid of foreign bodies, mm-hmm. um, to get rid of things that shouldn't be there. Um, So when you have a virus, when you have a bacterial infection, um, your body's response, inflammatory response is to um, heat up, whether Mm -hmm. it be fever, you know, and then you have chills after, you know, there's certain things that your body does. That's your body's way of creating the white blood cells to attack that and then get rid of the get rid of it. So that's essentially what's um, what. what inflammation is, is your body's response to um, to external and um, or things that should not be there. Um, And it's it's way to get rid of them. So Mm -hmm. one. um, But the problem is with autoimmune diseases is that um, your body um, response start instead of um, going against those external things that shouldn't be there or invaders that are there, it starts to attack your own body. So in with rheumatoid arthritis, it attacks, you know, the joints Mm -hmm. and the tissues with other autoimmune diseases. It may also affect your um, attack, your um, heart, your lungs, your Mm -hmm. intestines. So that inflammatory response that should only be there to get rid of um, those invaders is now attacking your body uncontrollably. Um, And as a result, you develop the swelling, the pain, the chronic fatigue, 
mm-hmm. um, issue and that inflammation that builds up in your test intestines for those who may have Crohn's disease and other inflammatory um, disease, intestinal diseases, it starts to create issues within your um, intestines where you're having the severe pain where it affects, um, it gets to the point where sometimes they have to remove portions of your body that are affected. Mm-hmm. I know for me with my personally with my rheumatoid arthritis, the doctor said that the inflammation had gotten so bad that it had reached, it was a potential that it had reached my heart. Mm. And I was later diagnosed with recently with pulmonary hypertension, but with some changes that I was able to make, those levels are now um, normal and stable, but that's just a way that the body responds is that it can go from attacking what's supposed to be outside invaders and then attacking your own body. Um, Unfortunately, due to, for instance, those environmental triggers, the genetics, as I mentioned, the, um, our response to stress, um, as women are, um, actually 98% of the autoimmune patients, um, in, in, in the world actually. And so women, they, and the, the problem is there's not enough research to really explain why are women, um, attacked at such a high level Mm -hmm. and what can they do? They say it may be hormones. They could be the genetic different, you know, the differences between men and women, Mm -hmm. but inflammation attacks women at a higher rate than it does men. So Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. those that, that without immune diseases, Instead of attacking those outside invaders, it's attacking your own joints, your own tissue, your own organ. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get the inflammation under control, as it starts to get to the point that it's attacking your organs, it then can lead to kidney failure, liver failure, Mm -hmm. um, heart failure, pulmonary hypertension, as I was mentioned, is part of those things that it can lead to. So it's that's why it's important to get that inflammation under control. Hope most of us hope to do it as naturally as possible, but if, you know, for many of us, it also includes including some type of biologic medication um, and to help to bring that inflammation down so our body can stop attacking us. And that's why um, autoimmune diseases are usually treated with something that suppresses the immune system. Mm-hmm. That immune suppression, though, of course, works two ways. It puts you at higher risk for those outside invaders, viruses, bacteria infections and things of that sort. But it also, the benefit of it is it keeps your body from continuing to attack itself. Um, But that's just, you know, autoimmune disease and inflammation to, um, you know, in short from a registered nurse. Um, But I hope that explained it um, well. That was a beautiful explanation because that all that information is what we need to have. We need to know kind of the nuts and bolts because I feel like the more information we have, you know, and sometimes some of the information it may go over your head, but it may just be that one key word in mm-hmm. there that's the the light bulb, and you're like, oh, I get it, and and that's what I want re- really women to understand. You know how what is what is the key piece of information in this for me? So I'm definitely right there with you. Um, for me, as far as what the really the thing that I was doing wrong, which I think also can. Uh, contributed to my autoimmune was um, really my diet. And I think that is the case for, you know, a large majority, you know, maybe even 75%. I'm not sure what the statistics are um, of autoimmune certain ones, certain ones. I think the genetics is more of a factor um, because there's definitely ones in my family that also have, you know, thyroid and, you know, other things like that. But then sometimes I feel like things can kind of be behind the scenes. And if the diet isn't right, it just brings it out, you know, Mm -hmm. and we can kind of suppress it with our diet as well. So but not everything, you know, it it really just depends and everybody is so different. But for me, once I understood this is an inflammation problem, I started doing a ton of research on what is inflammation? What can I do to bring it down? What is an anti-inflammatory diet? You know, like Mm -hmm. what foods? raise inflammation stay away from those um and that was really what completely changed my health i went from having bone pain you know especially in my hands and my knees to none at all this was not overnight though ladies Uh it's years it was years of consistency at least i'll say three straight years of like not deviating that got me to that point and making sure i was having a 
big old thing of veggies every single day because your Mm -hmm. biggest anti-inflammatories guys are your veggies exactly they bring they bring all that inflammation down and i think that's one thing that as women it's hard for us because i know for me when i got diagnosed with my autoimmune you know so i'm like oh i you know you you feel like there's nothing like this is there's nothing you could have done wrong and i don't want to say there that there's anything we're doing wrong but we're like did i did i you know step in something did i get exposed to toxic waste or you know which all of those things can but the main thing that it is is our gut is our immune system mm-hmm. and everything that we eat goes to our gut you know the gut is a large part of the immune system i should say i think it's like i don't know 60% somewhere between 60 and 80% yeah, closer to 80, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So whatever goes into your mouth, ladies, it's going to hit your gut. And that is what's going to send out into your bloodstream. Is this something that is going to take inflammation down? Or is this something that is going to raise inflammation up? So, you know, for me, my problem was as a teenager, my diet consisted of tasty cakes. You know, I would go to school and all I would have was two honey buns and some chocolate milk girl I was good on that you know and then I would go home and eat you know my mom did cook but then too and you tell me how you feel about this I feel like sometimes our our diet like as a kid like I really feel like my mom thought she was doing a good job and and I'm never gonna blame a parent you know what I'm saying like we have more information now she really did do a good job I feel but there's certain things we just don't even know it's not good we're finding out this stuff now and I can recall going to a doctor's appointment when I, when they were trying to figure out what, what was wrong with me, I was like late teenage at that point. And the doctor, she said to my mom, she said, sweetheart, I want to ask you seriously, what do you feed your child? Like, what is your, what is your diet? What does your child eat? And my mom's like, she eats it. She kind of got a little like offended. Like, why are you asking me this? Like she wasn't making the connection between mm-hmm. my autoimmune disease and my diet. She just wasn't, you know, and she says, the doctor says, you got to make sure, you know, that she has a balanced diet, you know, and all of these. And I feel like nowadays, doctors just don't even have the time to have those conversations, unfortunately, like they're just too busy. Um, Yeah, I think that had a lot to do. um, Like I said, especially for us growing up in the South, there's a certain way that people ate, Um, whether it was use the, um, you know, even the things that we eat, the normal things that you eat for breakfast, for lunch and for dinner. They were um, the high, the oils, the vegetable oils and, and, you know, all of those things that were high in trans fats and saturated fats. Mm-hmm. All of those things played a role in our eating. And oftentimes we didn't get enough vegetables. Um, you know, I, I think my mom did her best. We were, she did teach us, um, you know, portion control was something that she did. Okay. If we did eat a burger, we were eating half, you know, that was, I know this is crazy, but she was like, we're, we're treating ourselves, but we're eating half of a burger. We're not going to be. I like it. Hey, less. <laughs> If you want a burger, we're going to split it because that's just too much for you. So those are things. I do appreciate my mom did develop it helped me to develop, but it's um, for me learning to season with things that are not high sodium content, mm-hmm. avoiding the MSG, the monosodium glutinate. Uh, oftentimes people don't know what, you know, if they, they don't see MSG, they don't realize that that thing that says monosodium glutinate, a lot of the seasonings that we used growing up had a lot of MSG. And one mm-hmm. of the main seasonings down here that they use is this thing called complete seasoning. Oh, um, and, it's, <laughs> and I'm telling you, you're not cooking unless you're seasoning with that, and it's full of sodium. Oh. And I think I know when I'm exposed to MSG at all, I do. Um, it causes me to have headaches. It causes me to have swelling in my hands and my feet and to all of my joints, pain, chronic fatigue, all of that. It triggers me. So it's also like you say about learning what those triggers are. And fortunately, mm-hmm. that comes from eating by tra- tradition. You know, there's a there's a tradition of a way to eat here in the South. But mm-hmm. we have to, like you say, saute those greens. 
I saute that kale, you know, I saute (laughs) that spinach. Don't um, overload yourself with all those unhealthy um, things. And yes, I think our parents do the best they can. But just Mm -hmm. like I said, with emotions, learning how to cope with emotions and things, teaching us the best way to eat. Sometimes they just taught us the the best they could from their parents. And it's something, it becomes a tradition that's passed on unhealthy um, habits with whether it be with food, whether it be with, you know, hair products and things and creams Mm -hmm. and things, or if it be with the way that we deal with our emotions that impact us all. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And I think now I'm so happy that all this information is coming out on the emotional connection with our health and you know trauma emotional trauma like i'm i'm mm-hmm. all about that conversation and definitely in my own situation you know there's some connection there um okay now as a registered nurse and and this is why i love talking to nurses like i love 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 because you guys see all these people and they tell you stuff and we need to know that stuff because that there's the keys are in there again, helps you connect them dots. So as a registered nurse, what have you learned from your patients who have an autoimmune disease? You know, um, for me, I have learned, um, I have learned a lot about what are the important things that we need to do. And it's not always, it's usually the small things that make the biggest difference. You know, I've transitioned from the hospital setting and into a setting that audits, you know, quality of care that people are receiving, as well as health coaching is part of um, the work that I do. Um, I, I work for myself as a health coach and many of the people that I work with and the clients that I see, the main issues that um, they have is that need to make lifestyle changes, the simple changes. And it starts with how we eat. That's number one, starting Mm -hmm. with how we eat, that I see my clients um, and patients that I've worked with in the past when I worked as a health coach in the insurance sector and um, also in the medical side of things. Um, Eating is where it starts the most. Um, Also, the um, dealing with mindset. Mindset is very important. Consistency is some a place that people fall off and physical activity, the importance of it. Oftentimes people get so, um, a lot of my clients, they are in so much pain. They are so much under so much stress due to the pain that they're in mm-hmm. that they um, tend to feel like just crawl, curling up and just, you know, laying down and, and not wanting to do anything. But to be able to cope with autoimmune diseases, we have to push through. Um, and that pushing through does not mean we have to run a marathon. Katina's not running a marathon. I will walk one, but um, yeah. I, <laughs> but for my clients, it's being. Sometimes what happens is people feel like because I can't do, um, because I can't climb that mountain, yes. Then I can't, what's the point of me going and walking for five minutes, 10 minutes? They don't know that you don't have to um, do the marathon. You don't have to do this kind of mountain because we know, uh, especially in the social media side of things, a lot of people with autoimmune diseases are, are on those mountains. They're in those marathons. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's for some, it becomes, I, I can't look and do like they're doing. And they get discouraged and they really, instead of um, doing something, they actually do nothing. And it, it, I, I, and I know as a registered nurse, that's like, can't we, well, as a registered nurse, I'm like, well, can't we have to start somewhere? You know, mm-hmm. we can't just do anything, but then I have to understand the mindset of the person. So we have to start with correcting that mindset. So yes. the main thing is, is help it with clients and things that I've worked with, with autoimmune disease is that, you know, we can't change, um, our condition. We can't change that we have autoimmune disease. There's no cure for it, mm-hmm. but we can change our mindset and we can make those lifestyle changes, um, small ones, mm-hmm. adding in, changing the way that we eat. Um, and you can change the way that you eat little by little and become more consistent, learn how to improve the taste of foods, you know, that you normally would not have ate. For me, my family never ate kill before. Mm-hmm. I start as, until I started cooking it and I know how to make them kept that kale taste like some collard greens <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. but my 
clients, that's what I, I started talking about, seizing the food, not with salt, over salt, but using those spices, you right. know, using those herbs and spices. So introducing them to things that can improve their um, options that can improve their eating habits, introducing them to when I was um, going through those troubles when I couldn't wash my hair. I mean, I used to be in pain where it was difficult to wash my hair. Mm -hmm. So I was this. people don't know it now because I'm natural, but I was the so in clean back in the days because mm -hmm. I could not, I couldn't do it. And then my actually to the point where my husband had to help me with basic life things. And people don't, because people see me now, they don't know those days where mm -hmm. wetting my clothes was difficult, where combing my hair was difficult and I needed help in and out of the shower and things. So that's why I, I, having a, um, a registered nurse health coach like me who can tell them I've been where you are, but you can get here. Physical activity, I started with doing five minutes. Then I worked up to 10 minutes. Then Beautiful. I worked up to 15 minutes. And then I got to 30 minutes and now I can actually do an hour if um, of walking and things like and other activities. But I don't do those high um, performance activities. I mm -hmm. tailor it to my needs. Um, my husband used to look at me at some of the exercises I used to do right in front of the TV. If I'm walking in place, yep. I, I had to lose over 40 pounds. I had put on so much weight um, uh, due to inactivity, due to the steroids and things that I was taking mm -hmm. as well. So I talk to my clients about ways that you can counteract those things by starting out small and working up to what you can take. Um, and that's, that's just the, that's the gist of it is it's not the big things usually. It's usually a, um, a, a multi, you know, it's usual several, several um, small things that my clients and us in general, those of us who have autoimmune disease can do to improve our life. And mm -hmm. we have to start there um, and be consistent. That's the most important thing is and not to get discouraged um, and Find a community of people who understand you and who can encourage you. And if you can't find that community, find a coach that can help coach you through those things and help you to develop those um, patterns of life that can improve your overall health and well-being. That you really hit on a lot of good points there. And I really want to just encourage everyone to really get in touch with you more. We're going to be talking more about your business here in a second. But if you're at the point where you're like, okay, I, I need to make these changes and you know you need some support, you need more information, you need someone to really be there for you, connecting is really, really huge because you know when you're going through this, like you mentioned, the consistency is a lot of times the thing that kills people's improvement journey. I'll mm -hmm. say like they just can't, you know, and so you'll have to get to the point where you say, you know what, this is where I want to be. You know, I remember being like 19 years old and I'd be like, man, my hands really hurt. Like, what is this going to look like 10 years from now? Like, I'm like 19. Like, I don't want I don't know how this is going to go. And, you know, you have to get to the point where you're like, you know what? I want to make these changes, you know, and I know it's going to be hard and it's not easy. But like you said, baby steps, a five minute workout is even beneficial. Even just walking for five minutes. Guess what? That helps you decrease inflammation. Just walking. exactly. Just walking helps you decrease inflammation. So, you know, it, it really when you start to get like the big picture of everything, it really kind of helps, uh, you know, for me, it helped to kind of get myself together, um, have a hard talk with myself and say, you know what, I have to do this, I have to do the best that I can. And not all of your symptoms are going to go away. But I will tell you, majority of my symptoms, even when we were talking earlier about, um, you mentioned um, something with endometriosis and things like that, my diet, because I was a high sugar person, my mom always tried to keep me away from sugar, even into my early 20s. I was like, man, sugar, 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 you got autoimmune, dude, put that sugar down, stop mm -hmm. doing that, stop doing that, you are going to really mess yourself up. And that's what I did. I, you know, people tell you, Oh, I don't have sugar. I'm like, man, whatever. I'm about to eat this cake real quick. Matter of fact, I'm gonna have two or three slices. <laughs> and, wow. and I started to get that connection. The more sweets I ate, 
the worse my body joints ache and the worse my periods were. And it got to the point where I was starting to get that endometrial, um, you know, the endometrial lining migrating to other parts, you know, um, getting starting to head into that um, endometriosis category, you know, and changing the lifestyle, changing the diet, stopping the sweets for my case, you know, for someone Mm -hmm. else is going to be something different. True. Um, it, it went away, you know, and I just could not believe it. And I was like, wow, like I've literally been like doing this to myself. So it, it really is hard to do. Um, now let's talk about this. Cause we kind of have said a lot of things already in the episode, but I want y'all mm-hmm. to have a key, three key tips, three takeaways that all of us who are in this category and having these issues, three takeaways that we can take away from Nurse Katina today. Um, So can you please share with us three tips that you would share with any woman with an autoimmune disease, what they can do to improve their health? Yes, definitely. You know, we went over some of it in um, when I was discussing what, um, as far as my clients and, and patients that I've worked with in the past. But just to, you know, cue into things for me, um, that's why as a um, health coach for people with autoimmune disease, I focus in three areas um, specifically, you know, working on um, developing um, knowledge um, and guiding um, others to natural and holistic ways to improve their health. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing we, many of us, many do not want to take medications um, because they're so concerned about the, um, the side effects that may take place. But if you mentioned, if you notice what you mentioned was a key thing when you made adjustments to reducing your sugar um, intake, um, when you um, improved the, you noticed the impact of exercise, just five minutes, what it can do. Mm-hmm. So natural and holistic doesn't mean um, that you've got, doesn't always just mean things like acupuncture or mm-hmm. massage and things of that sort. It means the simple things that we can do. Um, and that is anti-inflammatory nutrition, um, in, including more fruits, vegetables, mm-hmm. um, healthy oils like avocado oil, olive oil, uh, spices like turmeric, garlic, um, black pepper, putting those in cayenne pepper, um, adding for many people are going vegan. I haven't crossed over a hundred percent to that. <laughs> Um, so lean proteins like yes. um, fatty fish um, and um, like salmon, for example, um, or uh, chicken, chicken breast, boneless, um, chicken, boneless, skinless chicken breast is something that I include a lot. So um, knowing those components of mm-hmm. what an anti-inflammatory, um, nutri- what anti-inflammatory nutrition looks like is important. Um, and then physical activity, two and a half hours is recommended per week by the American Heart Association, but that's two and a half hours over seven days. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that means you could actually do 15, um, 15 minutes twice a day or start out at 15 minutes daily and work up to reaching the, those goals to mm-hmm. keep those joints and those muscles strong um, and lubricated and um, things moving the way that it should, reducing the swelling and inflammation. Um, so natural and holistic isn't always those major things, but, but also being guided to what types of things outside of um, your physical activity and nutrition that can help you um, Mm -hmm. is important. Next, um, consistency is important. Mm -hmm. Okay, we want to exercise and we know that we got to eat well, but we also need to make sure that we're consistent with it. Because um, when we think about our the fact that we want to be consistent Mm -hmm. um, with how we eat and also with physical activity. We um, we know what we need to do, but we need to make sure that we do it consistently in order to see the results. We're mm-hmm. not going to see the results immediately. Like you mentioned earlier in our discussion, it doesn't happen overnight, but that's what happened for me was over time, I saw the beautiful results of it. And now I'm a person that doesn't have to take pain medications mm-hmm. because I maintain an, um, a lifestyle that reduces my inflammation. So 
Natural holistic look and, and starting first with what you eat, with physical activity, consistency, being your own advocate, having a voice and being active in your um, in your health care and treatment research, mm-hmm. being um, being able to talk to your doctors openly and tell them what you need um, and what you've learned from your research and Mm -hmm. what could you consider this? So that's very important. So that's always like the three pillars of what I teach is um, um, in improving life um, through health, natural and holistically, through self-advocacy and through mindset, remembering Mm -hmm. to that our mind plays a whole, a big role in it. So being positive is extremely important. And that seems cliche, um, but it's not really how we think um, has a lot to do with how we feel. Um, And then the consistency with those three things. Beautiful, beautiful. So I would definitely kind of to just, um, you know, make sure because you know me, ladies, I want to make sure we get this information. We're about making changes here on Work It Lady podcast. So kind of, you know, just some, again, really to drive it home, you know, make sure you're, you're doing your diet and your exercise, you know, you're, you're eating well, anti-inflammatory foods and getting your body moving, um, that you are consistent, that you're, you know, setting out what your plan is and you're, you're sticking with it. And then of course, being your self advocate, making sure that, you know, you're taking charge of your own health a bit and even advocating for yourself when you go to your doctors, doing your research and making sure that, you know, you're getting it all working together. That's what we got to do. We got to have all these components working together. So now what I want to do, ladies, is I want to just briefly, really quickly take you guys over to... Our lovely ladies website. So um, what I really like about your business is that you have lots of ways that people can um, get in touch with you. Lots of ways that um, lots of different things that you offer. And um, so we're right here on uh, nurseloves.essentials.com. This is Katina's website. And um, basically, she says she teaches the essentials to improve health, mindset, and self-advocacy with consistency, okay? And um, I think all of those are so important. And thank you so much for doing what you do and helping women in this space because it's a lot. It's a lot. So um, it says here on your website that you have a couple of different things that people can choose um, from. But this is one thing that I like that you offer. You offer um, a customized eight to 12 week program to kind of help people reach their goals. And the goal of that program is to help you bridge the gap between your health care and your self care. Okay, so and I think that, again, it's the two things got to work together. You got to work with the doctors, you know, and all that. And then you got to have your self-care together. And together with that, you can really get something going. So um, now, again, guys, that is nurselovesessentials.com. Okay, now, before we go, you have something um, exciting that you're going to be working on in the future. Um, if you don't mind sharing that, you know, any details on that? Yes. Well, as she mentioned, um, I do have my eight to 12 week programs that I offer to get you on track to mm-hmm. um, knowing how to implement those um those natural holistic methods, mindset, and self-advocacy to improve your overall health and well-being. But I'm also working on um, right now developing um, a workshop that will be centered around anti-inflammatory nutrition Mm -hmm. um, that will educate a person on it um, through um, evidence-based practice, what it is and things that they can do to implement it into their lives. Um, There was one thing that I did not tell you about is that um, also developing an ebook. Um, and in that Beautiful. ebook, it's going to contain recipes that include anti-inflammatory um, nutrition. 
Um, the basis for many of the foods that I cook always starts with um, onion, bell pepper, garlic, um, and carrots and certain things. There's certain things that I always add to my food and there's a reason for it. Um, mm -hmm. So I won't give away all the secrets, but that's part of explaining the benefits of all of those things. Um, so next year is going to be full of creating course content that can be, um, be um, seen through live workshops or also on demand where you can access that information and and work through improving the, making those lifestyle changes and it's going to go through the process of explaining each of those things even how you can be your own advocate but I have to start somewhere and one of the things that people usually follow me for for is the information that I provide on um, guidance I provide on nutrition, which as a registered nurse, I'm not a dietitian. I will say that, but I do um, from my research and my background in science, um, I'm able to provide education on how what we eat can actually impact our body. And those are the, that's where I want to start with and then go into those other areas of self-advocacy and also I'm more on the natural and holistic methods. So I'm excited about that and excited to continue, you know, spreading the knowledge through platforms like your wonderful platform. Thank Aww. you so much. This has been an amazing time. Um, and I appreciate you allowing me to share what Nurse Loves Essentials LLC will be doing over the course of 2022. And we're continuing to, to grow and expand to, to meet the needs of my clients, as well as to raise awareness about yes. autoimmune disease. And that's, the, that's what I love is this opportunity to raise that awareness with you and with others also in the future. I love it. I love it. I want to thank you so much for doing what you do and working hands on with everyone, but especially women to help mm -hmm. us in this way, because it is a lot. And even if you feel like, hey, you know, I don't I don't know what I have or, you know, I don't have an autoimmune. This would still be good information to have because you would then be able to perhaps head off some future issues. You know what I mean? I know some of the mm -hmm. listeners are a little bit younger. You know, you might not have any stuff going on on yet but get the information now to set you up you know for future success and everything so mm -hmm. i want to thank you so much katina for being here today and sharing all this great information i really want you to come back and talk with us again on certain things because you said some things that i really like about the food choices um as far as the things that you always include in your recipes i mm -hmm. think i know some of the reasons for those but i want to know what you know about those different ingredients that you always put in your different foods and guys mm -hmm. disclaimer when you're doing the anti-inflammatory, you got to also just wrap your head around that idea of, okay, this is not going to be the way I'm used to eating, right? <laughs> it's going to be healthier. It's going to be better. Get used to the idea of chewing on some raw fruits and veggies sometimes. You know, not everything got to be flavorful all the time. You, It couldn't be that serious. You, it got that serious for me. I was like, look, I'm about to eat this kale, you know, raw real quick. I don't like mm -hmm. that. But that's going to get my health straight real quick. So that's what I'm about to do. Okay. Exactly. I'll pull <laughs> some vinegar. Keep it simple. A little bit of herbs and spices on it. That's right. We can make yes. that raw kale taste okay. <laughs> right. And see, that's what I like about you is, see, I got to the point where I was just like, I don't even care about cooking food half the time. So half the time, I'm just like, whatever, and I'm make a smoothie out of it or whatever. But I do want, because what I like about going out to eat, you know, well, when I would go out, was you would get these recipes of healthier foods and they were healthy but flavorful. And that's really hard to recreate at home. So I'm very interested in that, your ebook that you're going to be putting out to, to really help with that because I need some help in that area. Plus your course, your course that can really help to bridge that gap between the healthcare mm -hmm. and the self-care. I That is amazing. So please, once you start coming out with all that, please come visit us again because we really want to hear more ladies well i want to thank you again so much katina for being here today if you guys have any questions please feel free to reach out to katina on her website she is also on instagram um, make all those connections of course all of her information will be linked in the episode so if you're listening on podcast her information will be right there as well as if you're watching on youtube um, and if you're following me on instagram as well 
All right, ladies, I want to thank you so much for listening to Work It Lady. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.